0: Bobby Payne, and welcome to episode 15, The Purpose and Power of Prayer. With me today are Pastor Aaron Case, Pastor Jonathan Mitchell, and Pastor Gary Singleton. Gentlemen, welcome.
1: Hey, good to be here. Thank
0: you. Glad That's that right, you are nice, here sir. this week, ready to roll again. Yes, sir. Easy uh, subject. Easy, Very easy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very easy subject, talking about the purpose and the power of prayer. And so before we start into the purpose and the power of prayer, I think it's a good place for us to start by saying what prayer is not.
1: Well, sure. I think, I think one big mistake that people make, and I, and I think we do an injustice to new believers uh, many times by not teaching them what prayer is not at the beginning, because I think they believe because they've, you know, made this decision, made this choice that God is just going to obey their every command as as if he's a genie or that he only wants our prosperity, worldly speaking. And that's just not the case. Um, There are so many things that uh, we ask for many times that even we can justify in a really, really good way um, that just never come to pass because God has different plans. And what it I guess what it all boils down to is our trust for him.
2: And that that leaves people often, especially new believers, thinking that they don't have this thing all right.
1: They're not spiritual enough. They're not spiritual enough. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That's right.
2: Another uh,
3: thing, another mistake that people tend to make is to think that God is, uh, let's make a deal type type of God. Um, For instance, God, if you will um, uh, give me a million dollars, I'll make sure I go to church every Sunday from now on. Uh, God's not that kind of God. He's hes not, uh, uh, let's make a deal. He's not this for that um, type of God. He is uh, the um, all-powerful, all-knowing, um, all-present uh, God that we, as Aaron said, um, come to know and trust.
1: Well, the deal was his son's blood for our freedom. Right, There's the deal. Everything else is for his glory.
0: Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about this a lot, because we believe in it a lot, but we talk about God's sovereignty all the time. And if God is sovereign and we say that he is, the next question would be, well, why do we even pray if he knows what the outcomes are going to be? There's a lot of eyes shooting around in the room right now. That's not an easy question, (laughs) right? Yeah.
2: (laughs) I think Aaron and I are fighting over who gets to say you it. You go ahead, <laughs> and Say it. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is uh, I think it's Michael Horton. It says, you know, I get asked a lot, um, why pray if God is sovereign? So like, you know, if God's just gonna do what He's gonna do, why, why would I even pray? And he says, I reply, why pray if God isn't? So mm-hmm. imagine praying to a God who's not in control. Well, I mean, what would what would even be the point? And so we we do live in this tension of. Yes, God is sovereign and in control, and he does whatever he pleases. But in his sovereignty, he's decreed that the prayers of his people um, are a delight in which he loves to work. And so we're going, we read in scripture that prayer is a powerful, powerful uh, tool for the believer. It is an amazing way that God in his sovereignty and his providence has delighted to work. And so we pray because he is in control.
1: Right. So it's like, unfortunately, we've, we've beat this drum many times, but the God that is portrayed in most churches around the world is honestly a God who's just doing the best he can with what he's got going on, you know? And, and if God is not sovereign, then that, that makes a really big problem. Uh, Praying to a God who's just trying to, trying to pull the pieces together the best he can, or, as Pastor Jonathan just said, is he do- ordaining everything that comes to pass and working all things together for his glory and our good? So that is what we would believe, and that is why we pray, because we know that his ability is beyond all else.
0: So let's let's go at it here. We're going to start off talking about the purpose of prayer. What is the purpose of prayer?
2: Uh, a couple quotes I found pretty helpful. Uh, Desiring God says it this way, God has established prayer as the means by which we receive His supernatural help, and without supernatural help, we cannot live a life worthy of the gospel. Everything that distinguishes Christians from the world in a Christ-exalting way is a work of God's supernatural grace, and God has ordained that this grace flows to us through prayer. That's why prayer must be central, not peripheral, in our lives and families and ministries. And so... Uh, The purpose of prayer is it is a central part to as we talked about last week, our walk in holiness, our fight against temptation in the flesh. It's it's central to what we do because God delights to work in in our prayers uh, as we uh, communicate with him.
0: I've got this quote really quickly. Sorry, I cut somebody off there. R.C. Sproul's saying that prayer is what prompts and nurtures obedience, putting the heart into the proper frame of mind to desire obedience to desire god's will and so i I think that's what we're going to kind of work towards today go ahead gary
3: Uh, it's funny you mentioned rc Sproul. that's exactly who i was going to talk about (laughs) all right Um, great minds he he said he said uh in a nutshell purpose of the purpose of prayer you could put it in um the acronym acts a c t s a for adoration c for confession T for Thanksgiving, and S for supplication. A, adoration. We need to give God praise each and every day. We need to praise his name. Confession. We need to be confessing our sins to a holy God, who we are in light of a holy God. We need to be confessing our sins. Um, Thanksgiving. We need to be thankful for everything that we have, everything that God has given us, all the blessings God's given us for our church, for our brothers and sisters, for our families. Um, Supplication, we need to um, let God know what the desires of our heart are. We need to um, 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 ask. The Bible says to ask. Ask for these things, and that's what we are to do. And and to uh, reiterate just something real quick, the Bible says when you pray, in uh, Matthew chapter 6, I think starting in verse eight, um, the the verse start, the verse starts out when you pray. We are to be praying each and every day. The purpose of prayer mm-hmm. is for us to um, praise God, to thank God, to confess our sins, and and to let our desires, our petitions, to be known to God.
1: Amen. We don't we don't need to look any further than the Lord's prayer, right? When He laid out for his disciples how we are to pray how they are to pray we're to and and when we think about the purpose of prayer we think about not as much changing anything other than honestly ourselves and aligning us for god's will more than anything else you know we uh when we think about prayer we we look at and i i guess we'll probably talk about it a minute maybe now (laughs) um But we see all these examples, Johnny, you probably have some to share. But in regards to um, God changing his mind, we see that. So if God is sovereign and he is all-knowing, does God change his mind? I've had people ask me that many times through our ministry. So what are examples that they would give, Pastor, that you would? I think one of the most
2: prominent is when Hezekiah gets sick and you have this account, Isaiah has it. Um, I think in Isaiah 37 and 38, and then, uh, second Kings it's recorded. Uh, and it says in those days, Hezekiah became sick, was at the point of death. And Isaiah, the prophet, uh, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, thus says the Lord set your house in order for you shall die. You shall not recover. So mm-hmm. there's a declaration. You're going to die, <laughs> get your house in order. But then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. And pray the Lord, saying, Now, O Lord, please remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. Hezekiah wept bitterly. And before Isaiah had gone out of the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Turn back and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord, and I will add 15 years to your life. I will deliver you this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria and I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake Mm. and so you have this well didn't God just say he would die like right then like Mm. get your house in order but then Hezekiah prays and it seems like God changes his mind you know he adds 15 years to his life and so you have this well what's going on there Mm. I don't know if you want to speak to that a little bit
1: yeah well I mean it's we have brought it up before but it's when whenever we see anthropomorphic language in the scriptures, we need to be sure that we're, we're exegeting the text correctly when we look at it. Um, anthropomorphic language is just God uh, explaining himself in a way that we can understand as humans. Like when God repented of doing something like making man or all these other things, it's a glimpse into his heart as to who he truly is. When we look at Hezekiah, what do we see that God values? A, contr- a contrite heart, a humble heart. Uh, someone who looks to him for the answers and for for life and sustenance. So, what we see is that he honors that, um, and so what we would say is, um, God, even though His plans are perfect and they are set, there's no shadow of turning or change in Him. Mm-hmm. Yet He has ordained, as we've said, the prayers of His saints to be not only just a part of His will. But just in a in a beautiful way of changing us and testifying of his goodness to a lost world.
2: And that's a lot of the time people forget. <clears throat> they say, Okay, well God's just gonna do what he wills anyways. Well, one of the things he wills is for his children to pray. Mm-hmm. God wills that his children to pray, just like Jesus. Without said earlier. ceasing, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Pray without ceasing, you know, with Thanksgiving. And uh Jesus says, And when you pray, so there's this you know, understanding of when you pray Hebrews four, think about that. Like since we have such a great high priest, like Jesus has gone into the Holy of Holies. It says, let us therefore with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace and receive mercy and grace in our time of need. So we're like, understand this. God has willed for us to have and share the privilege of coming before his throne. First of all, that's amazing to even think about like us in the throne room of, of God, as him as our father, we as his children, and we, we get the privilege to pray. And so Mm. it's God's will for us to pray. And then it's God's will for him to act as his children pray his will. It's a really amazing thing that God's doing. The purpose of prayer is God delights to act through the prayers of his people. I love how, and I would, I would just simply reference this entire sermon uh, for people. I know I'm a David Platt fanboy, <laughs> um, but uh, he has this amazing sermon from T4G. I think it was in <clears throat> maybe 2014, but it's uh, the role of desperate prayer in relenting wrath, and it's it uh, all revolves around the prayer of Moses in Exodus 32 when God says He's going to pour out His wrath on the people of Israel because they've built a golden calf, so de- deservedly so they deserve to die. And Moses remembers the promises of God, prays the promises. like He prays, God, remember your covenant with, with these people. And the whole sermon revolves around three things that are unchanging about God. He says God's perfections are unchanging, so God's character, he's holy, he's, he's uh, just, he's good. Uh, those things are unchanging. Um, his purposes are unchanging, so what he is, nothing will thwart his will. And uh his promises are unchanging. So his promise to the people of Israel, unchanging. Mm-hmm. But then he uh, David Platt goes on to say, But the plan of God, it's unfolding to us. And that's what a what a awesome way for us to, to see that is so God's willing for his people to pray, and then as God's people pray God's will, his plan unfolds. Now that might look like God changes his mind, but God willed for us to pray his will as it worked in the world. And so We could simply say it like God willed for Hezekiah to pray and God delighted to work through the prayers of Hezekiah to add 15 more years to his life. And you could say the same thing for the Israelites um, as they were in the wilderness, as they uh, fled from Egypt. It's the same thing. We get to wait Did God repent of or change his mind about and, and relent from his wrath. No, the plan of God unfolded to he would save his people. That's what was, The the message there.
3: Amen. Jesus said in Matthew six, verse eight, "Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him." Hmm. Like God already knows what you're going to ask Him before you ask Him, but He commands us to ask Him. Yeah, it shouldn't stop us from asking. Right. Right. It command He He says again, just reiterate to drive us to do so. right? Yeah. When you pray. When you pray. It doesn't say if
2: you pray. It says when you pray. So God has commanded us to pray to Him. Yeah. And it's I awesome mean, that we have a God who knows what we need. You know, I mean, we just sang that this past Sunday. You know, uh, He knows what we need before we even say a word. Mm-hmm. And we have the, the God who doesn't just know what we need, but He has all the resources to give us what we need. You know, I think of like Romans eight thirty two. 32. How, how can He who did not spare His own Son but graciously gave Him up for us all? Will He not also with Him graciously give us all things, like everything we need? He's going to give it to us. Uh, he delights and wills for us to ask for those things. So, so we're seeing here that
0: prayer is vital to the Christian walk. It's it's a communication street. It's commanded, but so often it's neglected. Hmm. We we just we we fail at praying.
1: Well, sure. And it, 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 we mentioned just, just briefly that we're to pray without ceasing. And not that I, in any means I am an example, but just to give you um, just kind of a rundown of what I try to do during the day is I do, when I wake up before I do anything, before I read anything, I pray. And my prayer has confession. It has praise. It has times of me crying out you know, in desperation for the Lord to move and crying out for the salvation of my family, friends and enemies and, um, just for him to work in our church and all those things. But then as the day goes on, when I, I get attacked or I attack situations, I'm still talking in my heart with him. You know, when I get a difficult customer, I see someone come in, I'm like, Lord, give me the grace, you know, or I've got to make a difficult phone call that, um, you know, something has happened tragic and I don't know what words I can say that will be a blessing to these people or, you know, when I've failed um, and I've had sin in my heart, you know, I immediately bring that before the Lord. That's my privilege. So my whole day, I believe pray without ceasing is to not just fall into a room and die of starvation because you never stop praying, but it's to always have that communication open, constantly be, no matter what your day is, when good comes, praise God for it, right? Like when a need comes up, pray for it. You know, when when you're overwhelmed, cry out to him. Don't wait until you might remember it later. Like one of our greatest flaws as Christians is when someone brings a need to us, right? And they say, oh, I'll pray for you. Oh, will you, buddy? Right? Like how many times do you? You mean it. You do. You, and I think all of us mean it. But the problem is we leave. What I've started doing is grabbing someone around their shoulder and saying, let's pray now. And I want you to know I'm praying for you from now on. Mm-hmm. And and there's just, it's a difference. And it's not only testifying to that person that we trust God will answer, but it's also helping us receive good habits that allow us to continually be in communication with our God. Yeah. yeah. We, have,
2: we have access to God. Uh, we shouldn't. We shouldn't take that lightly. Tim, Tim Keller says uh, the only person that would dare wake up a king at 3 a.m. for a glass of water is is the king's child. And he says you have that kind of access. Like, and and that's the beauty of it. Like, there is no thing too small to bring to God um, because we have access as a child. And and I remind our youth about this uh, not too long ago as we talked about prayer. It's like. Don't ever forget that God is your father. That's a crazy thing to think about. But then also don't forget that your father is God. <laughs> like, just to, like, try to just kind of put that into, like, like a true illustration. If you think about your earthly father and then your earthly father being, like, the omnipotent uh, God of the universe. Like, all-powerful, all-knowing, like, perfect in all of his ways. Well, that's the reality for the believer. Our father, our heavenly father is God. And so we have that kind of access that the purpose of prayer is that we can continually pray without ceasing because for a father, his children's needs, none are too small, you know, and thanks be to God, none are too big. Like what a beautiful truth for, for the, the follower of Jesus is we have that kind of access to God.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. And we see in scripture multiple times, Jesus himself, not only telling us how to pray, modeling it to the disciples, but himself praying. And so my first thought was, you know, the Mount of Olives before he was betrayed, what did he do? He, he prayed. Mm-hmm. And when I thought of the purpose of prayer, I think of what he tells the disciples. He said, pray that you may not enter temptation. And so I think that's another purpose of prayer is if we're in that constant mind of prayer And of course, we know what happens the rest of the story. They fall asleep and then, you know, the plan unfolds. But uh, if we are in that constant pray without ceasing in our hearts, I feel like that's going to keep us from temptation. And like we talked about on last week's episode, that sin that we are saved, but we keep, we sin anyway. Well, if we can find ourselves in prayer, maybe we can avoid that in, in some way. And so I think that's one of the purposes of why we should, continually be, continually be praying.
2: Yeah. Jesus says in that account, you know, the flesh, the flesh is weak, right? Like the spirit is willing though. And I think it's important, like not saying this kind of, uh, just, you know, off the hat here. Like it's sometimes prayer is more important than sleep. Like mm-hmm. the like this was a huge moment in life, in history <laughs> for these disciples, like, and Jesus is trying to tell them pray because your flesh is weak. Like we, sometimes we need, we need more than we need anything else, we just need to pray. And uh, there are times where stay awake because something is like this important and you need to take it before the throne of God.
0: Yeah. And I mean, how, you know, I'm guilty and I would say a lot of us are, but, you know, we see Jesus, we see the Bible telling us that Jesus prayed till his, first of all, till he was sweating, which is, Probably not something many of us have done ever, but then we see you know, that the sweats became drops of blood, like this intense directional prayer to, to God the Father. Yeah. Amen.
3: Uh, in Philippians 4, starting in verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. In verse 7, and the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, I've heard uh, brothers uh, you know, um, tell each other, you know, if you are, you know, if you're going through temptation, what should you do? You should pray. Read your Bible, pray. I know for me and myself, like, uh, There's been times where things would happen uh, at home or at work, and I stopped to pray. And that peace that is mentioned here, the peace that surpasses all understanding, there's no no logical reason that I should be at peace with whatever's going on, but I am. And I've... A lot of people don't know this about me, but I used to be an investigator for the state. Uh, I used to investigate child abuse. And there were times where I'd go to a house and I knew I was going to have issues. And I would pray before I'd go in. And that peace that surpasses all understanding would strengthen me. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I could get through it because God was with me. And that was because I stopped to pray. Um. So I would encourage um, everyone, because we all have those anxious moments. We all have that anxiety um, that creeps in. We all have temptation. When that occurs, pray.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, I think of just myself, what, what I tend to fall in. I know we've all kind of confessed some issues that we have, but what I can fall into is this idea of just being wooden in my prayers and not passionate. You know, I've I've got the list of about 115 things that I pray for and I can find myself just getting to the end. You know, like when we hear the prayers of the saints throughout the scriptures, there's passion. Mm-hmm. Like, not that we're fooling God by being all emotional, but there should be passion. If we are taking our needs and the needs of others and the salvation of those who we are taking time to pray for, we should be passionate about that, right? Like we should, we should be moved within our spirit to, to pray. And, and I think one thing that, that comes to mind is so many times, well, I hear, well, I don't know what to say I mean, how many times have we heard that? How many people, you know, we we joke around with some people, you know, when it's time to pray, you know, but, and it's a nerve wracking thing. I, I've even talked about it with my son, Landon, you know, I don't want to pray. And I'm like, who are you praying to? You should care less what, honestly, what daddy thinks. I'm not picking apart your prayer. Um, the crowd is not. And if they are, shame on them. God will deal with them. This is your communication with the Lord that he's purchased for you. It's not a performance and oratory. Um, it's not to wow people by your great theological mind and ability to orate um, deep truths of the word. It's your communication with God. I know, have you ever just sat back and been in awe of someone when they're praying? And it's not necessarily been, the person who, you know, one of us will quote each time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's some Joe in the backwoods from a church who just loves Jesus. Yeah. And you know that dude is talking to God. Yeah. Like, like when we hear that, like it, it moves you. But, but what I would encourage everyone who's listening to would be to go to Romans 8, and then maybe you guys could talk a little bit about it. But it, in verses 26 and 27, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what we need, what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. There's so many times, my friends, that we can't see the end. We don't know where God is going. We can't even make words to to paint a picture of what's going on in our heart but our god knows the spirit is there to help us he knows he has god's perfect knowledge on his side and he prays for us knowing what we need to complete that work of sanctification and and to answer the prayer in a way where god is glorified so even when we can't understand maybe maybe you've lost someone and you're just so crippled in your prayer but all all that you pray is your tears god hears those prayers yeah. i believe he listens to those prayers and they do not go unanswered
2: yeah i can testify to that just you know i i made mention of that to to Aaron this past week you know as we i think the anniversary of of Bob's passing or the sorry it's his birthday uh lined up with a uh, with a uh, a day in mine and Kara's life that was very difficult. And we were both just kind of talking about that and I can just testify. I remember sitting laying in my bed the night that this pretty horrific thing happened to, to Kara and I, and I just didn't understand. Like I, I, I've, I've been through some tough stuff in my life before, but just, this was just, I mean, it took the cake and I remember laying in bed and just, I wanted to pray, but I couldn't. It, it, it was just this weird burden. And it was like one of those, like God spoke to me moments through his word and just brought Romans eight twenty six and 27 to me, which, mm-hmm. you know, not coincidentally <laughs> God sovereignly, um, ordained for us to memorize the year before. And I remember just like rejoicing, even though I was like, really, I was seriously saddened, and heartbroken. Uh, I was rejoicing that the Holy spirit of God was interceding for me. With groanings too deep for words, and then like keep going down to know that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father interceding for me. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Who's topping that, you know? Like, <laughs> like man, what a, I, what a what a what a peace that guarded my heart and mind in Christ Jesus that night. Um, when I couldn't fathom it, uh, so purpose of prayer, man, it's for the believer, it is it is the lifeline, uh, for, for walking in obedience to having joy and peace that is not bound to circumstance it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing
0: amen a a great privilege and a a great duty that we have as as followers of jesus uh so let's move on to the second part of this which is the power of prayer so we kind of cover the purpose of prayer let's start looking at the power of prayer
3: Well, um like i was saying in philippians uh four and six um verse 7 specifically saying and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus Um, it's something that we can't explain it's something that we can't that we we don't understand um, to have that peace in times of trial in times of temptation in times of heartache um, when we pray when that peace um, comes over us, uh, it's, it's something that it's the power of prayer it's something that we can't explain.
2: Yeah, I think the power of prayer, like if you want effective prayers, if we can call it that, um, I, I think about John 15. Uh, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches, who are abides in me, and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse seven, he goes on to say, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Some people read that. And go, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if I abide in Christ, so if I identify with Christ and then I ask for whatever I wish, God will give it to me. And this goes back to the genie idea. So I can't ask for a Ferrari and uh, whatever job I want and a mansion and just get on the list. That's not what Jesus is saying if you abide in me and my words in you ask for whatever you wish. So the power of prayer is now our, our desires, our wishes are what God desires in the world. And so that's the power of prayer. David Platt says this, if, if you make your wants, what God wants, then you can ask for whatever you want because it's what God wants. <laughs> and that's how, that's how our prayers, like think about how, when Jesus tells the disciples to pray, what does he telling them to pray for, for the kingdom to to come that here on earth as is in heaven. That's a, yeah, that's what God wants. We pray for it. And I think this also gets back to the the root of the issues. Uh, Many times our prayers are powerless because we aren't abiding in Christ. And so then that, that shouldn't lead us to be, uh, to be, I guess, upset with who God is. It should lead us to repentance for not being in Christ and not being attached to him and abiding in him and it should help us understand our hearts aren't aligned with his as the, as it should be. And so another one of my favorite quotes is God will either give us what we ask for in prayer or give us what we would have asked for if we knew everything he knew. And so <laughs> I what a you know it's once again it's a comforting thought that my God who is good and perfect will always do what is right and good. And so the problem when I pray is not with me, or is not with God, it's with me if I don't get for what I ask for. Either I'm not abiding or I'm not asking according to the will of God.
0: Yeah, I think, I think the power of the prayer is in the power of the one who we are <laughs> praying to because it's greater than everything else, right? It's, yeah. it's, his, it's because of His
3: power. Yeah. yeah. Amen. In First John um, chapter 5, starting in verse 14, and this is the confidence that we have toward Him, that if we ask anything, According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. That's just an amazing thing to me, to think that the God of this universe hears us when we pray according to his will. And and, and whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. Like the Lord, like you're praying according to God's will. You will get, um, not only does he hear us, but you will receive that request. And that's just, uh, that's the power of prayer.
1: Amen. And not to, not to go down a rabbit trail as we move towards the end of our time together, but I've heard many people say, well, it's always God's will to heal. So when you pray for healing, there will always come healing if you're abiding, you know, and they kind of use it as a, if you're doing this, he will always give you that, which we've kind of alluded to a few times. Um, sometimes God's will is the death of his saints, yeah. is the sickness that we must go through. Um, this is why we trust him, not because he always says yes, but because he's sovereign in the midst of the no's. We, the one of the greatest tests for you, Christian, as you walk through this life, because one of the one of the great things about prayer is prayer is an exercise to show us when our will does not line up with God's, do we accept that answer? Mm -hmm. Trusting that he is good, right? Um, It's all, it's awesome. Like when you pray, God, you know, we need good weather for this project to happen. And you know, it's just looking purple on the map and you go outside and it's beautiful. And you have a great day. We had that when we did mulch around the church, it would look terrible. And it was perfect until the second we got the last tool fixed and put up. And then it just started coming down. And it's just like, thank you, God. You know, and there's been other times when I wanted to take my family somewhere and it looked fine. And, you know, just praying for good weather when family's visiting or something. And it's been terrible the whole time. You know, Those are really small things, but your reaction to them shows your heart towards God. Are you willing to receive the rain that falls on the just and the unjust, trusting that your father alone in heaven is the one who is just? Yeah.
0: Amen. So we're going to start wrapping up towards the end of this. And as we think about the purpose and the power of prayer and we see we We've gone through several scriptures of the purpose of prayer in, in the Bible. We've seen the power of prayer. We've given examples of that. Is there anything else that you guys want to add right here on the back end to encourage the listener um, who may be struggling with prayer? I know there's tons of tools and uh, there's tons of helps out there that they could they could find, but uh, any sort of encouragement you want to give them as, as far as their, their prayer life um, you know, maybe they feel, or maybe we feel as though, you know, our, an old uh, adage here, our prayers are hitting the ceiling and falling back down or whatever may be happening. Um, just any sort of encouragement
3: as they uh, continue their walk with Christ in prayer. When, when I first started uh, praying, it was one of the most difficult things that I think I've ever done because, it, like, I knew I was praying to God. But I had to, I did I had I did not have the words to say, and um, I would go to church and I would hear these really eloquent prayers from people, <laughs> and um, I would think, how you know how did? Um, it's not about being eloquent. It's about being real. It's about being from your heart. And God, if, if nothing else, God, thank you for this day, and, th- and I love you. Thank you for sending your son. It's, it, it doesn't have to be elaborate and drawn out. It just needs to be
2: from your heart. Yeah, I would, I would say if you're struggling with prayer, um, examine your own heart first. I think that's important is maybe perhaps your life and your heart isn't aligning to God's will in the world. And so examine your own life. I know many times that's been what's for me. I know that's how God brought me to faith is I felt like my prayers were hitting the ceiling all alone on a beach one night. (laughs) And that's how God like really revealed himself to me and, and revealed my sin in a very real way. And thanks be to God. That's, you know, how, how he saved me. But then I, I would also say, um, pray at all times, uh, pray for God to work in the world. Uh, just as pastor said, it's not always God's will to heal, but it's not wrong to pray for healing. You know, it's, it's not always God's will for you to get the job, but, hey, if you believe it, it is God's will, it would glorify Him. Pray for the job. You know, it, whatever it might be, like, let's take every, everything that might bring us anxiety uh, and bring it before the throne of grace and, and pray and pray and pray, knowing that God will do what is right in the world. And I think about uh, Luke 18, this persistent uh, widow who comes before a judge who it says has no fear of God. He's basically unjust. And she just keeps bringing her petition to him to do what is right to, um, basically have vengeance on those who have been uh, unjust to her. And finally he says, look, I have no fear of God, but let's just deal with this thing. And Jesus says, do you not understand you have the just God of the universe on your side? like, he, he hears your prayers and, and he will do what is right before you. And so keep praying and keep praying and keep praying, trusting that as you pray, God will mold you and make you into the image of his son. Um, and, uh, I I would encourage always do it just as G said, from a heart that desires most of all to have intimate relationship with God. Um, not just out of, you know, habit, not just out of, gotta do this today, but because he is your father who is in heaven, who delights to have relationship with you.
1: And if, I mean, just going on with that illustration, you're giving, you know, a good father, if you ask for some bread, will not give you a stone, right? right. If you ask for a fish, he won't give you a serpent. Um, so trusting again, yeah, that he is good. And I'd say the last, just the last part for me is, What I hear so many times is people who are upset with God or don't want to say, you know, it's kind of this really super prideful thing, but you know, I'm not going to say what's on my mind because God won't like to hear it kind of thing. And it's like, he knows already. He's he's a big boy. You know, he can handle it. Like we're to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. So he doesn't ask us to hold back until we're right and then begin communication. Like, No, call out to him. Cry out to him. Like, have you even read the Psalms, right? Like, read the Psalms if you struggle with being honest with God. There's times when I'm like, David, dude, uh, watch what you're saying, bro. You know, but he can boldly approach the throne of God knowing that he's his child, that he's secure through God and his grace. So what I would say is um, don't hold back, you know, have that open communication, make sure that it's honest. It's not religious posturing, but it's a literal heart pouring out to the God of the universe, who sits as a willing audience for the cries of people who are just an absolute mess. That uh, Don't ever allow that not to blow your mind.
0: Yeah. What, a, what a privilege we have, friends, to, to go to that God of the universe in, in prayer. And so, gentlemen, again, thank you for um, for being here with me today, and thank you for covering this topic. I know that uh, it is one that many struggle with, myself included, at times. And so, um, thank you for being honest with us today, and thank you for your just determination to to share God's word with us every time we're in this room. Um, Aaron, do you care to close us in prayer, please? Of course not.
1: Perfect, Heavenly Father, we come to you tonight lord because we can Uh, you you are so good to us lord may we always approach your throne of grace with boldness understanding that you did not purchase us by the blood of your son to forsake us but you've brought us in unity and you now see us as sons and daughters lord help us to foster that relationship by crying out to you with all prayers and supplication Lord, with crying out to you in in our worship, with crying out to you in our pain, with crying out to you, Lord, for all of our needs and confession. Lord, we're thankful that you're just and faithful to forgive. We thank you that you listen despite our foolishness, despite our failings and fallings. Lord, may we trust and lean on you for all things, because in all things you are more than sufficient. You are all-powerful and all-knowing. And we know on top of it all, you are good. And your will be done, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us today on the EC Podcast. If you do not have a church family, you can join us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. If you are outside the area, we encourage you to find a Bible-believing church for fellowship and worship. Until next time, God bless.